Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Praise the Lord. Praise God. You guys bear with me today. I think I'm losing my voice already. I've been trying to lose my voice over the last week already, so bear with me. Amen. Amen. Praise God. It is good to see you guys' faces today. Praise the Lord. Yes. Thank you. Just in case. You can turn the AC off too, please. Some, just turn it off. Amen. Hace unos pocos años, abre sobre esta tema de Esther tu fe. Y creo que esta temporada debemos recordar esta verdad nuevamente. Abre tus Biblias para Mateo 9 y 29, por favor. Some of y'all like, what did he just say? A few years ago, I spoke about this subject, and that's stretching your faith. And I think it's necessary for this season, during this time, that we revisit this subject again. Amen? Amen. So turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 9 and 29. Amen. If you guys don't have your Bibles, you can read up here on the Sky Bible. Matthew 29, I mean 9 and 29, and it says this. Then touched he, meaning Jesus, their eyes, saying, according to your faith, be it unto you. Then he touched he, their eyes, saying, according to your faith, be it unto you. De acuerdo a tu fe. Somebody say stretch. stretch. Now, I ain't talking about you because you're tired or you. Uh, no, no, I ain't talking about that stretch. That, that word stretch means to draw to a greater size or length, Amen. to thrust out or to extend, to expand, to broaden, to spread, to reach, to continue. Amen. Now, you guys know a rubber band has a potential. Listen, a rubber band has a potential. To stretch beyond its size. It has the potential. But until the rubber band starts to stretch, it's just going to stay where it's at. You guys, you guys with me? So uh, as a rubber band, as we sit down and we think about a rubber band, usually we have rubber bands and we'll use them. But, but until we start to stretch it and putting something in that rubber band, it's what that rubber band is trying to hold together sometimes. Yeah, maybe you don't understand. Maybe some of you guys have very short hair and you're trying to put a ponytail in your hair. Somebody understands it. And sometimes one rubber band won't do it. You got to stretch that rubber band, double it up about three or four times. Aquí está el... Uh, dilemma. 
Si no se usa una goma elástica, se puede y uh, pierde su capacidad de estirar. If a rubber band is not used, listen, and is stretched from time to time, it will dry rot and lose its elasticity. You guys with me? The same is your faith. If you're not using your faith, eventually, when your faith is looking at faith, well, I got a little bit of faith, but you don't use your faith because you're just okay with the faith that you have now. If you don't stretch that faith, eventually, there's a time that's going to come that your faith is going to dry rot. Mark chapter 9 and 21, and it reads this. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this man came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oftentimes he cast himself into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you, if you, if you, if you, if you can believe all things are possible to him that believe. And straightway, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thine unbelief. You know, that word if is one of the biggest little words that I know. Think about it. If means conditional and with reservation. The child father said this, Jesus, if you can do anything, Jesus, if you can do anything, have compassion and help us. It appears that the father had the if in the wrong place. Jesus said as a, 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 a pretty mean answer if you guys really look at it, right? Jesus said this, if you can believe. You said, if you can help me, Jesus goes, no, if you could believe. Let me say it again. You're looking at Jesus and say, if you can help me, and Jesus turns around and goes, no, it ain't about if I can help you. It's if you can believe I can help you. James 2 says, faith without works is it's dead. The bottom line is clear. You can never arise in public above what you are doing in private. Amen. Amen. If you don't have a private faith, you will never have a public faith. Amen. What about when you're at home? Man, what about when Freddie was sitting in the hospital by himself with nobody to come see him. And, and you know, he, you, your public faith can be out there, but there's a private faith that you got to deal with sometimes. Come on, somebody. Saints of God, you don't need a mountain of faith to move a mountain. <laughs> you don't need a mountain of faith to move a mountain. Jesus has to move our if to its proper place. Overcome the obstacles. 
All real faith will be tested and tried. All faith must be. T- Look, what reason is it? Okay, for instance, if you have a car and never drive it, why do you have it? You go out and buy a car and it sits in the garage and you never drive it. What's the point? If you have faith, why not it? God has given us faith. Some people look at me and go, I don't, I, I don't have faith. Yes, you do have faith. Because I believe and I'm, I know I'm getting ahead of myself. But Jesus said, if you have the faith of the size of a mustard seed, that's a little bit of faith. But just that little bit of tiny faith is enough to look at a mulberry tree and say, be plucked from out of there or tell a mountain to move. If you have the faith, the size of a mustard seed, can you imagine if you will grow your faith from that little tiny mustard seed, maybe to an apple seed size faith, what kind of mountains can you move? But either way it goes, no matter how small or how big your faith is, your faith will be tried. First Peter 1 and 7 says this, that the trying of your faith being much more precious than gold that perish, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Nobody in here, let's, let's, let's just be honest. We love to use faith when it comes to getting stuff. Oh, I got, I'm believing God for a job. I'm believing God for a wife. I'm believing God for a husband. I'm believing God for this. I'm believing God for that. And we want to use faith at that time. But what about when somebody says, uh, um, you just, your COVID test just came back. It gets, it gets real then, doesn't it? I'm, I have faith that I'm going to get healed. See, when you don't get that man, you, you, don't, you don't sit there, well, my, my faith is being tested. Or when, you want to, when you want that job, you're like, well, you know, I might not get that promotion, but my, test is, my faith is being tested. No. It's when your, test, your, 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 your faith is being tested is when things start getting really bad around you. Faith gives food and water during the drought and famine. Tried faith will always bring trust and experience. Faith will increase when the Red Sea is in front of you and Pharaoh's mighty armory is behind you. That's when faith happens. There's a barrier in front of you and there's danger behind you. In front of you is my treatment, my cancer treatment. That's in front of me, but at the same time, cancer's still behind me. The greater the intensity of the test of faith, the greater the stretch of your faith. We can never be content with weak faith. 
Do you realize that God said he doesn't, God doesn't want you to stay where you're at. He wants you to go from faith to faith to strength to strength, from glory to glory. That is trying to tell you, look, I, I started you off here, but one year I see you have this faith, but the next year I need you to have more faith. I need you to have more strength. And guess what? Each year there's going to be different trials. There's going to be more tribulations, but those tribulations that you're going to have are going to test your faith. And then you're going to turn around and go, man, I, I, I don't want to go back there again, but those trying of my faith is working patience. We can't be content with weak faith. We need a faith that launches us into great peace and great joy. We must know a faith that kills fear, doubt, and worry. In Luke 17 and 5, it says this, And the apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. You ever heard people say, don't pray for patience? If you guys never heard that, I'm telling you right now, don't do it. Whatever you do, don't pray for patience because God's going to give you exactly what you want. Patience isn't something that, that you just, boom, I have patience. Oh, hallelujah. I have the gift of patience. No, patience comes by waiting. In waiting with some type of issue and man I, I'm sorry but I'm just sitting now as I'm thinking right now uh, of Freddie and some of you guys know who uh, brother Fred is and 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 everything he had went through over what was it been about two weeks he was sitting in jail uh, I was about to say jail he was sitting he, it, you might as well call it jail I know what it's like sitting in a hospital I, I think I'd rather have jail food than the food in the hospital but he was sitting in the hospital. And I know during that time, he's like, I just want to go home. But during that time, God was increasing his faith. God was increasing his patience. God was increasing his endurance. And even during that time, God was showing him that not only am I increasing your faith, but I'm showing you that I am God. And I'm a God over any other name, whether it's COVID, whether it's pneumonia, whether it's hypoxia, a kidney failure. I am the God of everything else. I am the God that is above every name that you can come and, and, and talk to. He says, listen, Freddie understood and he sees it now. He sees things in a different light right now. Because his faith is grown. His faith has stretched. He ain't sitting there just sitting on, 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 on a rotting rubber band that's never stretched. You guys ever have a rubber band sitting in the drawer and then when you need it, I'm preaching. That's, man, I, that, that, stuff, that stuff you can't even write down in notes. It's like, oh, man, oh, oh yeah, I need, to, I need these rubber bands. So you grab the rubber band and you go to, and the first time you pull it, and straight, it's pop. Pop. Snap. Pop. Then you're mad. And you're speaking those four-letter words that we shouldn't be using, right? That's what happens to our faith because we put it in the drawer 
and it just sits there and we're content with it when we're ready to use it. And then when we need to use that faith, we go to get that faith and go, man, I really need it because I, I, I just got a bad report from the doctor. And you take that faith and you go and you say, I'm going to have to use that faith because I know I believe in the report of the Lord. And then all of a sudden you put it on there and snap. Where is your faith? Sounds like when Jesus was sitting in the board, he said, let us go unto the other side. They had faith. The apostles had faith. The storm was going. But guess what? They run to Jesus because their faith, their rubber, their rubber band faith just got snapped. Jesus, Jesus, don't you care that, you, that they were going to perish? Their faith had snapped. It dry rotted. Jesus gets up and he's like, man, do you realize I was getting some of the best sleep? And y'all just woke me up. He said, you of little faith. You of dry, rotting faith. We have to be very careful, saints. Listen, head knowledge faith can only work within my defined brain. Head knowledge faith is just what goes on up here. Right? No in tu cabeza. Up here in your head. What will happen, you guys? What would happen if everybody at the Building Christian Fellowship began to stretch our faith? What I saw over the last couple of weeks is I've seen people praying. And they weren't just praying. Listen to me. Listen to me when I say this. There's a difference between belief and faith. There's a difference between belief and faith, I, 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 this isn't what I'm trying to preach today, but I, it's been in me, and I might get there, so just hold on to your seatbelts, buckle up, and get ready. To know God, to have spiritual knowledge and understanding, there is a God that will stretch your faith. If you have spiritual knowledge and understanding. There are new ground, new heights, new hopes that God can only do for you because we have to know God first. And we only can know God if we have faith in God. And knowing God means stretching your faith. Watch this. Daniel 11, it says this. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. You ain't going to do good stuff just because you're like, I know it. It says they that know their God, they that are intimate with their God, they that have faith in their God, shall be strong and do great exploits. Faith is not always a microscope. Faith may often be a telescope looking beyond where I'm at today. You guys catch that? We all face a terrible monster called doubt and unbelief. Doubt makes a Christian hold on to their seeds. Seeds never are planted and can never become developed roots. No root, no fruit. Now, as I said earlier, there's a difference between belief 
And there's a difference between faith. And I want to share something with you because the Bible tells us in uh, Hebrews chapter 11, and I, I don't think they have the, the scripture there, but Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, now faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. See, sometimes people talk about they have a belief in God. And the Bible says, look, you believe in God. That's good. That's good that you believe in God. But guess what? The demons even believe and tremble. Your belief, see, people say, I be, you know, I believe in God. No, what you've done is, in your mind, what you have done is, is you've taken all the evidence, you read about it, you, you, you got all these, these things that you got, the, the evidence in, in, the, in the research, it, okay, and, and you get the research and what's been saying, and then once you get all the research, you get all the evidence, and you put it together, you've now formed a belief, not faith. People say, well, I believe this to be true. Why do you believe it? Because, it, listen, the problem with beliefs is they will change over time. But if you believe in God, you know this. Listen, watch this. Your belief really is faith. And faith requires, watch this, action. Faith requires belief. But it requires action. It, it, it requires work. Belief doesn't require work. Belief just re requires that you find out what is said. So I will base my belief upon what was written. And then maybe two weeks from now, something else is going to change. Mm, try not to go there. Not try to go there. Somebody said go there. Okay. That's all I need is one person. I, I got permission. I, I believe I heard the spirit of the Lord just. See, because sometimes we, we as Christians by faith, we believe what the word of God tells us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We believe the report of the Lord. It has never changed. It, it's, it's inerrant. It, it, it's, it's, it's flawless. It's, it's the a word of God. So I can, I can bet my whole life and have faith in the word of God, but see everything outside of the book is a lie and every word of God is the truth. But what happens is we put so much belief on other things than the word of God that it has changed our beliefs through God, our faith in God. Now we start talking about belief. What am I saying? Because if we look around right now in this pandemic, do you believe us, us as Christians are fighting each other? We are fighting each other over who's saying what and who needs to do what and how they need to do this and who needs to go here and who needs to that, who needs to get this vaccine, who doesn't need to get the vaccine because the science says and because the CD says, because Dr. Fauci says, because somebody says, what have I gone to or who have I gone to to find out the truth? No, 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 no. 
before you guys start shaking your head. I'm not here to tell you what to do or anything else like that. But what I'm here to tell you is, is this, that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I, I, my, if your belief, you guys listening to me, your belief is based upon what you've gathered in evidence. And that evidence is changing every day. When I have to go to a paper Bible, y'all in trouble. Because I'm looking and I'm discerning something. I want you to make, I want to make this clear. I want to make this very clear. I just need you to understand. This is a message about faith. Listen to me. About faith in God. But I want to talk to you because I'm going to free you guys. I'm going to free you by the word of God. Amen. Turn to Romans. The book of Romans, chapter 14. You guys ready? We said what a belief is, right? You guys with me? And we, have to, we already said what the Bible says faith is. Romans, receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to dispute over doubtful things. For one who believes may eat all things, but one who is weak eats only vegetables. Let not him who eats despise him who does not eat, and let not him who does not eat judge him who eats. Did you guys catch that? For God has received him. That, that, this, this right here when I said, that means listen. God has received both of them. Who are you to judge another man's servant? To his own master, he stands or falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand, for God is able to make him stand. Oh, hallelujah. One person esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully vaccinated. I mean, fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it to the Lord. He who observes the day deserve, uh, observes it to the Lord. And he who does not observe the day to the Lord does not observe it. He who eats, eats to the Lord, for he gives God thanks. And he who does not eat to the Lord, he does not eat and gives thanks. For none of us lives to himself, and no one dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. And if we, excuse me, therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. 
This scripture is preaching itself. Who are we to judge another man's servant? Your faith, God has given us all a measure of faith. And we are standing here as saints of God, looking at each other, trying to tell each other about what we should do. But your faith belongs to who you, who you serve, to God, not to nobody to the left of you, not nobody to the right of you. Whether you observe the day or you don't observe the day, whether you're vegan or you're a meat eater like I am, you do it as unto the Lord. Mm, mm, mm. But why do you, I'm going to go down to 10, but why do you judge your brother? Or why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us shall give account of himself. Somebody say himself. That doesn't mean the words next to you. You're talking about, you should say myself. I'm trying to help you. Because it's your faith. It's what God speaks to you in your heart. It's not what Fauci says. It's not what your friends say. It's not about whoever says or what the president says. It's about what God says and what's in your heart. That your faith, your faith should be in God and God alone. Come on, saints. I'm tired of looking at people. Look, do it by faith. Whether you wear a mask or you don't, where you go outside or you don't, whatever you do, do it by faith. Whether you want to get the vaccine or you don't, do it by faith. And don't judge somebody else. And I, and I, I know, and I can hear because people are like, well, well, what about your neighbor? We need to be friends with neighbors. I just read the scripture to you. Stop judging each other. Mm. Got, got people. I mean, when the pastor's up there, he's breathing hard. He. Twenty-two. It says, "Do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God." Woo. Happy is he who does not condemn himself what God approves. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats because he does not eat from faith. For whatsoever is not from faith is sin. Come on, saints. I want to free us today. I'm trying to free us from something. Because we're so busy looking at what outside and everything else says. Look, don't look at the, don't look at what the reports, don't look at what everybody else says. Just go, you know what, Lord? This is my conviction. This is who I'm going to go before the Lord. If the Lord gives me peace in my heart, if the Lord gives me peace, not anybody else, but the Lord Jesus Christ gives me the peace to make a decision, then that's the decision that I'm going to stand on. Why? Because his word is true. It's true. Who am I to judge another man's servant?
saints of God, we need to stop fighting each other. But esteem each other higher than ourselves. Come on, y'all. I'm tired of bickering and fighting and fussing over stuff that doesn't make any sense. Because right now, there's a world that's dying without Jesus Christ. And we're standing here. And we're not out preaching and evangelizing folk. Because I can tell you right now, I can tell you right now for certain, there's at least three people at your job, at your school, or at the park that you should be evangelizing to. It's about telling people your testimony. It, it, it's not about everything else. Well, uh, um, so how do you feel about the vaccine? I feel that Jesus told me what I'm supposed to do, and that's between me and Jesus. That's almost like people coming to me asking me about what me and my wife did the night before. It's none of your business. Thank you, Pastor Gary. I am, listen, you guys, I love politics. I love all different kinds of things. But you know what? The Lord, about three weeks ago, looked at me and bid me. He said, come up here. This is what he said to me. It was an invitation. It sounded weird, but he invited me to come back to him to come to, to the place where I, I met him at, the place where I began to know him, to see him. And, and I've gotten away from that. I, I came up to Mount Moriah and had an experience with God. And God put me in the cleft of the rock and, and he showed me his glory. And, and I, I seen him and, I, and it was great. But there's somewhere that I lost sight of what God has had for me because the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches began to enter in and began to choke the word out of me. And, and I was frustrated and I, I'm a upset and then and then you get bitter and then when bitter happens all these things start to happen and you don't realize that it's the, the fruit is gone fruitless I, I i i don't have any fruit because the, the word isn't in me the word bears fruit and then when you, you don't have enough wording because the cares of this world start to choke out guess what i don't have peace i don't have love i don't have joy i don't have meekness i don't have temperance i don't have long suffering but that's because why because i'm caring about the things of this world and god said come up here take your shoes off it's holy ground God says, I'm going to put you someplace and you're going to see my glory again. And when I stood before the Lord, I began to say, Lord, here I am. I am a man of unclean lips. And as he began to show me things, I did all of a sudden I was like, Lord, this is, this is what you're calling us to do as believers. Create and make disciples and go out and love on people and tell them about you and, and, and everything else doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things that are not seen. I believe in the report of God. Praise God. There's things in my life. And, and, and as, as I bring this to an end, I want to just share this with you guys. There, there's things in my life that, that I believe, I truly believe is going on 
that I believe in, in healing. I believe that God is going to heal me. If you guys don't know that, that I have a heart condition and, 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 and a bunch of stuff is happening to me. To, what, 2020, hindsight's 2020. In 2020, I had heart failure like three times. I was in the hospital. I had two strokes. I had COVID in, in 2020, but yet still I have a heart condition. And it's getting worse. But I, re- I believe the report of the Lord. I started, and I said with this scripture, as I started to see, as I started moving forward, I said, Lord, in front of me, there's an obstacle that I'm faced with right now. And Pharaoh's army is on their way. And I said, Lord, please, during this time of my life, if I raise my hands up and surrender, Please allow your wind to blow and part this Red Sea so that, Lord, I can walk on dry land and get to the destination of the promised land. But I believe by faith. But here's the opposite of that. Can I, just be, can I just be honest? What if Pharaoh gets here before God parts the Red Sea? Will I have enough faith to turn around and face Pharaoh? Will I be like those that didn't receive the promise, but yet still got eternal life? Yeah, I, I, I may not see a heart transplant. It's God's will. Whatever his will is, that's, that, that's what Jesus showed us. He gave us an example. Lord, if there be any other way, nevertheless, hallelujah. But it's by faith. The weathered Pharaoh's gonna get to me and we're gonna fight. Because I'm fighting. I'm just letting y'all know. And I can fight. Or whether I'm gonna walk across on dry land. And I will see the glory of the Lord. And I shall reach the promised land. And not only me walking through the promised land, but those that are behind me, those that are disciple, those that I lead, those that are, are here, those that are a part of, of, of the Building Christian Fellowship, that we will go to the promised land. Amen. Saints of God, have you heard Jesus bid us to come deeper? He's calling all of us. He's saying, launch out into the deeper waters. I know you're tired. I know you had enough faith to, 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 to work all night. You fished all night, but God says, no, 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 no. Go to the other side and go deeper. Go deeper because your old faith isn't going to get you where I need you to go. That old stale faith Do you know that there's a way to 
make a rubber band new again? You put oil on it. You put oil on it and it, and, and that it absorbs and it'll get its elasticity back. Sometimes you got to soak it in some oil to get that back. And that anointing, that oil that God is putting on, on the, your faith is the anointing of God itself. His anointing is who he is. His anointing is his word. His, his anointing is through faith. And, and as you're doing that, God says, I'm going to stretch your faith. I want you to go out deeper and I want you to cast your nets. Look, look, I know what the apostle said here when he says, I will cast out my net. But listen, I don't want to be like the apostles. Jesus said, greater works will you do. I, I, I want to do greater works. So I'm going to cast my nets. Not net, but nets. Jesus is trying to stretch our faith. Endure the hardship as a good soldier. Fight. Stretch. Jesus wants to stretch your faith. Will we submit? Amen? Amen. Amen. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know where you're at right now. With your, with your relationship with Christ. There's some things that I've learned over the last couple of months, like literally since I've, since I've been coming back up to Mount Moriah, since I've come back into the presence of the Lord and knowing him more, again, intimately, even as the Bible said, and Adam knew Eve again. And that's what God is calling us to do is to be intimate. He's like, I know you might have had a relationship with him before. Maybe there was a breakup. Maybe something happened. I don't, I don't know. But it doesn't matter. Because right now, God says, the first faith I want you to have is faith that I will never leave you nor forsake you, that I will get rid of all the ancient wounds. I have answers for your questions, and I want to get intimate with you again. He wants to know you. People are like, intimate? Well, what do you mean intimate? You need, he, what he's saying is, I want us to be one. And I promise you, listen, I, there's questions that a lot of people have, and, they, and, and God gives teachers and people, ministers, to help you out. But you know what? God gave us something. God has given us a teacher, a paraclete. He's a helper. And he will teach us and tell us and bring back to our remembrance all things that Jesus has spoken to us. And, and I can pray, and I'm praying even right now, that the helper, Emmanuel, God that is not just with us but in us, will begin to speak to our hearts right now. Every question 
Lord, everything that we ask of you, Lord, that you will show us and bring back to our remembrance. We thank you right now, Lord. Help us stretch our faith. We want to know you again. I don't care if you've been saved for years. I want to know you again. I want to love you even more again. I don't, I, I don't want to know anything else but you. If there's anybody in here today that is whatever God's speaking to in your heart, maybe you heard something even more than what I said. Maybe God has spoken to you in your heart and you say, I, I just want to confirm that. And, and I know traditionally, and, I, and I'll explain this to you, is this, we call this a stage, but what it's really called is an altar. We get so caught up in the world that, oh, this is a platform. No, this is not a platform. It is an altar. And God says that you, and this is a commandment that God gave all of us as God's children. He says that the fire shall not be put out at the altar. So the fire, what is the fire? The fire is the spirit of God because that is the place that he meets people. When you get married, you come to the altar. When, when, you, when you get baptized, you get... You get baptized at the altar when 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 you when you get uh confirmed or what, what do we call it um dedications it happens here when we bury you and we funeralize you it happens at the altar there's things that happen at the altar you are altered at the altar you are changed god has designated a place to meet you boom right here at the altar so if you're here today, whatever need that you have from Jesus, I'm asking you to come here. And listen, as we said earlier, I'm not here to judge another man's servant. Maybe you're like, you know, I'm one of those people that I social distance. I don't, I understand that. Look, you can go over here in the corner. You could be by yourself. Please, I don't, I don't mind. I just want you to get the help that you need from the Lord. And not from me. I, I, I can be in agreement with you, but I want God to meet you. So if anybody in here wants to come before the Lord, I, you don't have to do anything, but just come right here. If the, the altars are open, just come on. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.